welcome to the fourth episode of a very hairy podcast. I'm your reader, Talon, and yeah, let's get started. Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone by J.K. Rowling. Read to you by Talon. Chapter 4, The Keeper of Keys. Boom, they knocked again. Dudley jerked awake. Where's the cannon? he said stupidly. There was a crash behind them, and Uncle Vernon came skidding into the room. He was holding a rifle in his hands. Now they knew what had been, what had been in the long, thin package he had brought with them. Who's there? he shouted. I warn you, I'm armed. There was a pause. Then, smash! The door was hit with such force that it swung clean off its hinges, and with a deafening crash, landed flat on the floor. A, a giant of a man was standing in the doorway, his face almost completely hidden by a long, shaggy mane of hair and a wild, tangled beard. But you could make out his eyes, glinting like black beetles under all that hair. The giant squeezed his way into the hut, stooping so that his head just brushed, brushed the ceiling. He bent down, picked up the door, and fitted it easily back into its frame. The noise of the storm outside dropped a little. He turned to look at them all. Couldn't make us a cup of tea, could you? It's not been an easy journey. He strode over to the sofa where Dudley sat frozen with fear. Which a great lump, said the stranger. Dudley squeaked and ran to hide behind his mother, who was crouching, terrified, behind Uncle Vernon. Um, here's Harry, said the giant. Harry looked up in the, into the fierce, wild, shadowy face and saw that the beetle eyes were crinkled in a smile. Last time I saw you, you was only a baby. You look a lot like your dad, but you've got your mom's eyes. Uncle Vernon made a funny rasping noise. I demand you leave at once, sir, he said. You are breaking and entering. Ah, oh, shut up, Dursley, you great prune, said the giant. He reached over the back of the sofa and jerked the gun out of Uncle Vernon's hands, bent it into a nut as easily as if it had been made of rubber, and threw it into the corner of our room. Uncle Vernon made another funny noise, like a mouse being trotted on. Anyway, Harry, said the giant, turning his back on the Dursleys. A very happy birthday to you. Got some for you here. I might have sat on it at some point, but it'll still taste all right. From From an inside pocket of his black overcoat, he pulled a slightly squashed box. Harry opened it with trembling fingers. Inside... Was a sticky chocolate cake with Happy Birthday Harry written on it in green icing. Harry looked up at the giant. He meant to say thank you, but the words got lost to on the way to his mouth. And what came out and said, and but what came out, but what he said instead was, "Who are you?" The giant chuckled. True, I haven't introduced myself. Rubius Hagrid, Keeper of Keys and Grounds at Hogwarts.
He held out an he held out an enormous hand which shook Harry's whole arm. What about that tea then, eh? He said, rubbing his hands together. I'd not say no, just on it strong if you got it mind. His eyes fell on the empty grate with the shrivel with the shriveled chip bags in it. He snorted. And he snorted. He bent down over the fireplace. They couldn't see what he was doing, but when he drew back a second later, there was a roaring fire there. It filled the whole damp hut with flickering light. And Harry felt the warmth wash over him, as though he'd sunk into a hot bath. The giant sat back down on the sofa, which sagged under his weight, and began taking all sorts of things out of out of the pockets of the out of the pockets of his coat. A copper kettle, a squashy package of sausages, a poker, a teapot, several chipped mugs, and a bottle of some amber liquid that he took a swig from before making tea. Soon the hut was with, was filled with the sound and smell of sizzling sausages. Nobody said a thing while the giant was working, but as he slid the first bat, Juicy, slightly burnt sausages from the poker. Dudley fidgeted a little. Uncle Vernon said sharply, Don't touch anything he gives you, Dudley. The giant chuckled darkly. You're a great pudding of a son. Don't need fattening anymore, Dursley. Don't worry. He passed the sausages to Harry, who was so hungry, he never tasted anything so wonderful. But he still couldn't take his eyes off the giant. Finally, as nobody seemed to explain anything, he said, "I'm sorry. I still don't know. I still don't really know who you are." The giant took a gulp of tea, wiped his mouth with the back of his hand, and wiped his mouth with the back of his hand. "Call me Hagrid," he said. "Everybody does, and like I told you, I'm the keeper of keys at Hogwarts." You know all about Hogwarts, of course. Er, no. Hagrid looked shocked. Sorry, said Harry quickly. Sorry, barked Hagrid, turning to stare at the Dursleys, who shrank back into the shadows. It's them who should be sorry. I knew you weren't getting your letters, but I never knew you wouldn't even know about Hogwarts. For crying out loud, did you ever wonder where your parents learned it all? Learned all what? Asked Harry. All what? Thundered. Hagrid thundered. No, ju wait just one second. He leapt to his feet. In his anger, in his anger, he seemed to fill the whole hut. The Dursleys were cowering against the wall. Do you mean do you do you mean to to tell me? He growled at the Dursleys. This boy, this boy knows nothing about about anything. Harry thought this was going a bit far. He had been to school after all, after all, and his marks weren't bad. I know some things, he said. I can you know do math and stuff. Hagrid simply waved his hand and said, About 
our world. I mean your world, my world, your parents' world. What world? Hagrid looked as though he was about to explode. Dursley, he boomed. Uncle Vernon, who had gone very pale, whispered something like that sounded like mimble-wimble. Hagrid stared wildly at Harry. But you must know about your mom and dad. I mean, they're famous. You're famous. I'm, what? My, my, my mom and dad, they weren't famous, were they? You don't know, you don't know. Harry, Hagrid ran his fingers through his hair, fixing Harry with a bewildered stare. You don't know what you are? He said finally. Uncle Vernon suddenly found his voice. Stop, he commanded. Stop right there, sir. I forbid you to tell the boy anything. A braver man than Vernon Dursley would have quailed under the furious look Hagrid was now giving him. Hagrid spoke, every syllable trembling with rage. But when Hagrid spoke, every syllable trembled with rage. You never told him. You never told him about what was in the letter Dumbledore left for him. I was there. I saw Dumbledore leave it Dursley, and you've kept it from him all these years. Kept what from me? said Harry eagerly. Stop! I forbid you! yelled Uncle Vernon in pan panic. Aunt Petunia gave a gasp of horror. Ah, go boil your head, both of you, said Hagrid. Harry, you're a wizard. There's a si there was silence inside the hut. Only the sea and the whistling wind could be heard. I'm a what? gasped Harry. A wizard, of course, said Hagrid. Sitting back down on the sofa, which groaned under, which groaned and sank even lower. And a thumping good one, I'd say, once you've been trained up a bit. With a mom and dad like yours, what else would you be? And I reckon it's about time you read your letter. Harry stretched out his hand at last to to take the yellowish envelope addressed in emerald green ink to Mr. H. Potter, the, f the floor, hut on the rock, the sea. He pulled out the letter and read, Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. Headmaster, Albus Dumbledore. Order of Merlin, First Class. Grand Sorcery, Chief Warlock, Sub Supreme Mugwump, Interna International Confedera Confederation of Wizards. Miss, dear Mr. Potter, we are pleased to inform you that you have been accepted at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. Please find enclosed a list of necessary books and equipment. Term begins September 1st. We await your owl by no later than July 31st. Yours sincerely, Minavira McGonagall. Deputy Headmistress.
questions exploded inside Harry's head like fireworks, and he couldn't decide which to ask first. After a few minutes, he stammered, What does that mean, Bailing my owl? Galloping Gorgons, that reminds me, said, said Hagrid, clapping his hand on his forehead with enough force to knock over a cart to knock over a cart horse and from and and from yet another inside pocket inside his overcoat he pulled an owl a real life rather ruffled looking owl a long quill and a roll of parchment with his tongue between his teeth, he scribbled a note that Harry could read, that Harry could read upside down. Dear Professor Dumbledore, given Harry's letter taking him to buy his things tomorrow, weather's horrible. Hope you're well, Hagrid. Hagrid rolled up the note, gave it to the owl, which clamped it in its beak, and went to the door. Went to the door and threw the owl out into the storm. Then he came back, sat down and sat down, as though it was as normal as talking on the telephone. Harry realized his mouth was opened and closed it quickly. Still ashen-faced, but looking very angry, moved into the firelight. He's not going, he said. Wait, Uncle Vernon, still a little ashen-faced, but looking very angry, moved into the firelight. He's not going, he said. Hagrid grunted. I'd like to see a great muggle like you stop him, he said. A what? said Harry, interested. A muggle, said Hagrid. It's what we call non-magic folk like them. And it's your bad luck that you grew up in a family with the biggest muggles I've ever laid eyes on. We swore when we took him in, we would that rubbish, said Uncle Vernon. Swore we stamped it out of him. Wizard indeed. You knew, said Harry. You knew I'm a wizard? Knew? Said Aunt, shrieked Aunt Petunia suddenly. Knew? Of course we knew. How could you not be? My dreaded sister being what she was. Oh, she got your letter just like, just like that and disappeared off to that, that school. And came home every vacation with their pockets full of frog spawn, turning teacups into rats. I was the only one who saw her for what she was. A freak. But my mother and father, oh no, it was all Lily this and Lily that. They were proud of having a witch in the family. She stopped to draw a deep breath and went ranting on as though she'd seemed to be wanting this for years. Then she met that potter at school, and they left and got married and and had you. And of course I knew you'd be just the same, just as strange, just as abnormal. And then, if you please, she went and got herself blown up, and we got, and we got landed with you. Harry had gone very white. He found his voice and said, Blown up? You told me they died in a car crash. Car crash? 
roared Hagrid, jumping up so angrily that the Dursleys scuttled back into their corner. How could a car crash kill Lily and James Potter? It's an outrage, a scandal. Harry Potter, Harry Potter not knowing his own story when every kid in our world knows his name. But why? What happened? Asked Harry, asked Harry urgently. The anger faded from Hagrid's face. He looked suddenly anxious. I never expected this, he said in a low, worried voice. I had no idea. When Dumbledore told me you might get trouble, get, told me that you, it might be... When Dumbledore told me there might be trouble getting a hold of you, how much you didn't know... Ah, Harry, I don't know if I'm the right person to tell you, but someone's gotta. Can't go off to Hogwarts not knowing. He threw dirt a dirty look at the Dursleys. Well, it's best I didn't, it's best you know as much as I can tell you. Mind, I can't tell you everything. It's a great mystery parts of it. He sat down, stared into the fire for a few seconds, and then said, It begins, I suppose, with, with a person called, but it's incredible you don't know his name. Everyone in our world knows. Who? Well, I don't like saying the name if I can help it, but no, no one does. Why not? Open gargoyles, Harry. People are still scared. Blimey, this blimey, this is difficult. See, there was a wizard who went bad. As bad as you can go. Worse worse. Worse than worse. His name was Hagrid Gulp, but no words came out. Could you write it down? Harry suggested. No, I can't spell it. All right. Voldemort. Harry shuddered. Don't make me say it again. Anyway. Anyway. This wizard, about 20 years ago now, started looking for followers. Got him too. Some were afraid. Some just wanted a bit of his, a bit of his power. Because he was getting himself power all right. Dark days, Harry. Didn't know who to trust. Didn't dare get friendly with strange wizards or witches. Terrible things happened. He was taken over. Of course, some stood up to him. And he killed them. Horribly. One of the, one of the only places, safe places left was Hogwarts. Reckon Dumbledore is the only one knew you, you know who was afraid of didn't dare try taking the school, not just then, anyway. Now your mom and dad were as good as a witch and wizard as I ever knew. Head boy and girl at Hogwarts in their day. Suppose the mystery is why you know who never tried to get him on, on his side before. Probably knew they were too close to Dumbledore to want anything to do with the dark side. Maybe he thought he could persuade him. Maybe he just wanted them out of the way. All anyone knows is he turned up in the village you were living up, living on Halloween ten years ago.
He was only, he was just a year old. He came to your house and, and Hagrid suddenly pulled up, pulled out a dirty spotted handkerchief and blew his nose with the sound of a foghorn. You will know who killed him. And then, and this is the real mystery of the thing, we tried to kill you too. Wanted to make a clean job of it, I suppose. Or maybe he just liked killing by then. But he couldn't do it. Ever wondered why you got the mark on your forehead? That's no ordinary cut. That's what you get when a powerful evil curse touches you. Took care of your mom and dad, and your house even. But it didn't work on you. And that's why you're famous, Harry. No one ever lived after he, after he decided to kill him. No one except you. He killed some of the best witches and wizards of the age. The McKinnons, the Bones, the Pruitts. And you was only a baby. And you lived. Something something very painful was going on in Harry's mind. As Hagrid's story came to a close, he saw again the blinding flash of green light. More clearly than he had ever remembered it before. He remembered something else for the first time in his life. A high, cold, cruel laugh. Hagrid was watching him sadly. from the ruined house myself on Dumbledore's orders brought you back to this lot. Load of tosh, said Uncle Vernon. Harry jumped. He had almost forgotten that the Dursleys were there. Uncle Vernon certainly seemed to have gotten back his courage. He was glaring at Hagrid. His fists were clenched. Now listen here, boy, he snarled. I accept there's something strange about you. Nothing a good beating wouldn't have cured. And as for all this about your parents, well, they were weirdos, no denying it. And the world's better off without them. In my opinion. Asked for what they got. Getting mixed up with these wizarding types. Just what I expected. Always knew they'd come to a sticky end. But at that moment, Hubbard leapt from the sofa, drew a battered pink umbrella from inside of his coat, point pointing it at Uncle Vernon like a sword. He said, I'm warning you, Dursley. I'm warning you. One more word. In danger of being speared on the end of an umbrella by a bearded giant, Uncle Vernon's courage failed again. He flattened himself against the wall and fell silent. That's better. That's better, said Hagrid, breathing heavily and sitting back down on the sofa, which this time sagged right down to the floor. Harry, meanwhile, still had questions to ask. Hundreds of them. Hmm. But what happened to, well, sorry, I mean, you know who.
Good question, Harry. He disappeared. He vanished. Some might even say he tried... Same night he tried to kill you. Makes you even more famous. That's the biggest mystery, you see. He was getting more and more powerful. Why'd he go? Some say he died. Cards fall up, in my opinion. Don't know if he had enough human left in him to die. Some days, some say he's still out there. But in his time. But I don't believe it. People, people who was on his side came back to ours. Some came out of, some came, came out of kind of trances. Don't reckon they could have, don't reckon they could have done if he was coming back. Most of us reckon he's still out there somewhere, but lost his powers. Too weak to carry on. Cause something about you finished him. Cause something about you finished him, Harry. There was something going on that night he hadn't counted on. I don't I don't know what it was. No one does. But something about you stumped him alright. Hackard looked at Harry with warmth and warmth and respect blazing in his eyes. But Harry, instead of feeling pleased and proud, felt quite sure there had been a horrible mistake. A wizard? Him? How could it possibly be? He hadn't spent... He'd spent his life being clotted by Dudley, bullied by Aunt Petunia and Uncle Vernon, and bullied by Aunt Petunia and Uncle Vernon. If he really was a wizard... Then why hadn't he turned them into warty toads every time they tried to lock him in his cupboard? If he'd once defeated the greatest sorcerer in the ward, world, how come Dudley had always been able to kick him around like a football? Hagrid, he said quietly. You think you must have made a mistake? I don't think I can be a wizard. To his surprise, Hagrid chuckled. Not a wizard, eh? Never made things happen when you were scared or angry? Harry looked into the fire. Now he came to think about it. Every odd thing that he'd ever made, that ever made his aunt and uncle furious with him, had happened when he, Harry, had been upset or angry, chased by Dudley's gang, and he somehow found himself out of their reach. Dreading going to school with a ridiculous haircut, he managed to make it grow back. And the very last time Dudley had hit him, hadn't he got his revenge without even knowing he was doing it? Hadn't, hadn't he set a bow constrictor on him? Harry looked back at Hagrid, smiling, and saw that Hagrid was positively beaming at him. See, said Hagrid, Harry Potter, not a wizard. You wait. You'll be right famous at Hogwarts. Uncle Vernon wasn't going to give out without a fight. 
Haven't I told you he's not going? Haven't I told you he's not going? He hissed. He's not. He's going to Stonewall High, and he's going to be grateful for it. I've read those letters, and he needs all sorts of literature, spell books, and wands, and if he wants to go, a great mogul like you won't stop him," growled Hagrid. "Stop Lillian James's Potter's son from going to Hogwarts? You're mad. His name's been down ever since he was born." He's off to the finest school of witchcraft and wizardry in the world. Seven years there and he won't even know himself. He'll be with youngsters of his own sort. First change. He'll be in. He'll be under the greatest headmaster Hogwarts has ever had. Albus stumbled. I am not paying for some crackpot old fool to teach him magic tricks yelled Uncle Vernon, but he had finally gone too far. Hagrid seized his umbrella and whirled it over his head. Never, he thundered. Insult, Albus Dumbledore, in front of me. He brought the umbrella swishing down through the air to point at Dudley. There was a flash of violet light. A sound like a firecracker, a sharp squeal, and a second later, Dudley was dancing on the spot with his hands clasped over his fat bottom, howling in pain. When he turned back to them, Harry saw a curly pig's tail with Harry saw a curly pig's tail poking through the hole in his trousers. Uncle Vernon roared, Ampetunian Aunt pulling Ampetunia and Dudley into the other room. He cast one last terrified look at Hagrid and slammed the door behind them. Hagrid looked down at his umbrella and stroked his beard. Shouldn't have lost, lost my temper, he said ruefully. But it didn't work anyway. Meant to turn him into a pig. But I suppose he was too much like a pig anyway. There wasn't much left to do. He cast a sideways look at Harry under his bushy eyebrows. Be grateful you didn't mention that to anyone at Hogwarts, he said. I'm er, not supposed to do magic, strictly speaking. I was allowed to do a bit following you to get your letters. To again and stuff. One of the reasons I was so keen to take the job. Why aren't you supposed to do magic? Asked Harry. Oh, well. I was at Hogwarts myself, but I er, got expelled, to tell you the truth, in my third year. They snapped me wand in half and everything. Dumbledore let me stay, as, stay on as his gamekeeper. Great man, Dumbledore. Why were you expelled? It's getting late, and we've got lots of stuff to do tomorrow, said Hagrid, sadly. Got to get up to town and get all your books and that. 
He took off he took off his thick black coat and threw it to Harry. You can keep keep under that, he said. Don't mind if it wriggles a bit. I think I still got a couple of dormice in the, in one of the pockets. This was the fourth episode of a very hairy podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Bye bye.